What's up, guys? I'm Sean Lights Out Merriman, and you're listening to the Charged Up Bolt Podcast. Thanks for listening. Here's what's coming up this week on the Charged Up Bolt Podcast. I haven't heard any rumors of where he's going. I just sadly don't see him coming back. I think we're going to see the interior pass rush. I don't want to start with JC Jackson because I think that's too easy. I want to talk about Khalil Mack. Yeah, it's very Andy Reid. Good day, guys, and welcome to episode something or other of the Charged Up Bolts podcast. I think it's 74. It might be 75. But something like it's, that. It's, we're nearly at three quarters of a century, so welcome. It's a, it's a week to celebrate. Why are we celebrating? Because the clock's changed in the United States and Twitter <laughs> went absolutely crazy. You have to do one thing in the spring and one thing... In the autumn, change the clocks. Everyone lost their marvels over it. Well, that's not really the big news of the week, is it? The big news is that I'm joined by two of my amazing guests, the man with the brightest hat in the United Kingdom, Mr. Dan King, and somebody up in the top right that looks like he's got a Hawaiian shirt on. Yeah, it's very Andy Reid. Bez, you're not getting away (laughs) with that, mate. That looks like Leeds United. Um, that's, a fine. Burn it. that's a $35 fine straight to the International Red Cross. I'll burn it straight after then. Anyway, shall we just talk football? Um, for those of you who don't know me, I'm uh, John Woods Jr. of the Charged Up Bolts podcast. Uh, no, I've not been drinking, just water. Joined by Mr. Dan King over in Colchester on the southeast coast of England. How's it going, buddy? Yeah, not too bad, thanks, Was been quite a, quite a busy week, hasn't it? It well, quite a couple of days now that everything's like the league has ticked over to the new year. It's getting yeah. exciting, isn't it? it? It is, and I can see now why our energy prices have gone up with that hat because that is that is a charged up hat, my friend. <laughs> I just love it. It's, it's vibrant. Spe- yeah. Speaking of uh, somebody else that works in the energy industry, how's it going, uh, Mister Bermudez? Well, apart from almost having a nervous breakdown with energy prices and the crisis that's going on and everything that's going on in the world, it is nice to have some positive news this week and focus on what has been a very giddy week. Yeah, I mean, it is a giddy week. I mean, massive news. We've we've re-signed Dustin Hopkins. I mean, that that is just... Yeah, I'm happy with that. I am happy with that. Special <laughs> he's he's no me. That's so. it. That's all the, That's all to talk about. Let's just get on with the rest of the season. We'll go to the Super Bowl. That's all there is. <laughs> <laughs> no, look, we've had some uh, amazing uh, work done by the uh, front office this week. JC Jackson, woo-hoo! he's going to have some uh, juice to the defensive backs and, and Khalil Mack. Uh, we'll talk about those. We'll have a we'll have a think about what, what we what's going else is going to go down in free agency. And I think right here, right now the Chargers have been really aggressive. They've identified the weaknesses um, and they've brought in some firepower. I don't want to start with JC Jackson because I think that's too easy. I want to talk about Khalil Mack. Now, I got asked a question on Twitter today, which Mack are you getting? Which is a very interesting point because Mack didn't have a good season last year for Chicago. Um, His his numbers fell, fell off, but... That does not mean that he's not going to add some juice to our run defense. Dan, what do you reckon? Oh, yeah. I mean, it's like even a below average Khalil Mack 
um, had more sacks than any charger not named Joey Bosa last year. So, like, that's that's still adding something. It's not... I don't think it's... We're going back to the days of, like, the second season in, maybe, of Bosa and Ingram. But it's a damn sight closer than we've been for a while. Um, Hopefully take some of that pressure off Bosa. um, Maybe let him... You know, actually be able to breathe during a game rather than just working his socks off from whistle to whistle, um, to whistle to whistle to whistle to whistle. To whistle. There's a few. Of them. There's a few of them. The metaphor doesn't really track there. It doesn't but, quite go across, does it? From but, <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I can't see it as anything other than a positive. I'm really excited um, by all of the moves we've made, um, apart from re-signing the kicker because that should be my job, um, but. Uh, yeah, I, I think it's it's a good thing, um, even if he's below his best. Now, we don't know how much of last year was playing through the foot injury that he then was out um, with, but he said that he's 100%. He's good to go, whatever we want to hear there. Um, so well, there's well, yeah, no I reason mean, to doubt him. <laughs> the fact that his, his season-ending season injury happened at the, the first half of the season, um, I think he had surgery late uh, November, which means he's well on the road to recovery. Okay, um, and there's a bit of tongue in cheek there saying that he had his he had his worst year uh, in 2021. He only he only had 315 snaps, seven so games, injury, seven games. So look, there's there's a reason why Chicago took him in 2018. Is a phenomenal uh, and spent a lot to get him. Well, oh, they did yeah. spend a lot to get him. I mean, he's, he's, he comes into the league. We don't have to teach him a great deal. He's got to learn off to the playbook, but he's, he's, he's a veteran. He's going to, um, he's going to bounce off uh, Joey Bosa. Um, I mean, Dan, I've spoke a lot about Bosa doing it all, being up front on his own. Is, is this really going to elevate uh, Bosa to another, we're going to get another 5 10% out of Bosa? Because he now he's he's you know he's got his Melvin Ingram back if you like he's got somebody on the field that can assist him uh, you know in, in the pass rush. Well, definitely, hopefully bring bring back some some of that from Bosa. He's he's had to deal with a lot of double teams, triple teams, even being <laughs> held, it not being called, still getting through, and still leading the team in sacks. So anything that gives him back even five percent of his time to breathe. And just reset himself and refocus and push through. You'd hope that they kind of just push each other and elevate each other's games, and hopefully complement each other quite well. Um, they're very similar, I mean, aren't they? Yeah, they're both really good. <laughs> I like, I like how you that's, put that. That's a very, very technical level. I'm breaking that down <laughs> to. And you see, what they both do is play football really well. And so I think if we can get that going, you know, if we could go somewhere <laughs> with this. If they could play. I think the, th- the thing is, is that let's, let's get the negativity out of the way from, from me a second. You know, there is there is some risk. It's a cheap deal to get him for what is a second this year and a sixth next year, an effective seventh rounder. Um, and there is a heavy price to pay. He's on a big contract and he's coming off a broken foot and injury. So there is a little bit of not sure who is going to be playing first game of the season if he's going to be the same player and he's over 30. So that, that that's out of the way. Negativity gone. 
it is an incredible, oh, all... incredible trade. Yeah, to be fair. Yeah, do you know what? But can, then again... can, can we actually, is it actually even worth talking about ages now in sport? You know, Tom Brady's much... 69. You know, he's, he's, he's turned <laughs> 70 next season. He, he's back. I said last, I said before Christmas, we weren't going to mention his name again. But no, do the fact that teams are so professional now in the way that they prepare their, their athletes in the in the nutrition knowledge, you know. Um, you look at English sport, whether it was rugby, cricket, soccer, you know, it was it was it was 20 of the strongest cigarettes and, and 15 pints of lager before a game, you know. Uh-huh. Things have changed now um, uh, on, on both sides of the pond. And, and I think people are now starting to really look after themselves because they want to prolong their careers. Um, so the, the, the age thing for me is not really that much of an issue because we need to plug a hole. And we've done that. We've allowed the likes of nuosa has gone. He's gone up to Seattle. You know, yeah, he's got a nice little Coast. deal, 20 yeah. million in two years. And he's we, a good we, player, high energy we, coming into his prime. And this is why I said we would bring Mike Williams back. We're chasing too many rabbits. And and now we, we've no longer got 15 fingers in the damn wall because the wall is no longer going to burst its banks. The front office have done what they need to do. Um, Mac, if we could get a couple of years out of him, you know, that that's great. I mean, Bozer's coming up to 30. You know, he's no spring chicken anymore. So eventually I'm expecting next year to, to sign an edge rusher if we don't. If we're not aggressive in this year's draft, but I think this is a really sensible move. It's what the team needs. It's an instant upgrade, and we need people like Mac to put an arm around people like Kenneth Murray and say, "Listen, Sunshine, mm. this is what you need to do. This is what where you need to uh, make improvements because we've still got some players that've got big question marks over them. Okay, and if they're not careful, they'll find themselves on the exit." Um, heading um, out of LA, probably to Oakland. Um, the, the thing is, though, is that you talked just to you talked about age. The thing is, it depends what makes you successful in the NFL. Melvin Ingram is a good example. He had a strong get off. He gets off the ball incredibly fast. He's fast. He gets around the edge, and he gets to the quarterback quickly. As you get older, you do lose the speed. So speed edge rushers do drop off a cliff. But power edge rushers, edge rushers that probably have more impact in the run game, but also can impact the pass game, that drive their their tackle, their left or right tackle back, dominate and disrupt. They don't win. Bosa and Mac win from strength and agility with that. And that is something that you can keep as you get older. And Mac and Bosa, I think, are very similar. So I, I think it would be a competition. Because if you look at all the rankings, PFF and um, and such and so forth, they are very closely ranked. Similar number of sacks, similar grades, similar type of players. Give them a competition. I would, if I was Tlesco, I'd go in and say, "Here is a mega bonus for who, whichever one of you gets the most impactful plays, whatever it might be." My God, I reckon, I reckon they'll elevate that entire team. But it's a really exciting. It shows that it's. What do you say? It fourth in Tlesco. Fourth in Tlesco. He's going for it. We're going for it. This You've got to. This is, what I, this is what I can't get across to people. We're going for the Super Bowl this year. We're not building anymore. Oh, it, it has to be because Herbert is only allowed to. Am I right in thinking he's only allowed to negotiate for a new contract after three years in the league? So he's got to play at least one more year before he can work on a new deal. So we've still got this as the last year 
where we will definitely not be paying Herbert top money. So yes. this is the year to use it, to go out, to get these players, to sh- take that shot. We've seen it work so many times with other teams. It's um, it's hopefully our turn to see something here. Well, look, there's... People can say we're waxy lyrical and we're just getting off all excited about saying that we're going to go for the Super Bowl. But here's why we are going for the Super Bowl and here's why we've got to. Obvious one, it's a sport. The, the, the Lombardi's there to be won. The AFC West is going to be more competitive mm-hmm. next year than it's ever been. Old man Russell Wilson is in Denver. Okay, the Raiders will want to prove that last year wasn't a fluke. The Chiefs and got, Chiefs. And got Chandler Jones as well. And they got Chandler Jones. Mm. I'm a um, big fan. Yeah, so that's scary. Well, I'll come on to that him in a with like Max Crosby. And I'll come on to that in a minute. But if we're not aggressive, we're not going to get anywhere. Les Snead, for the final time, Les Snead made some aggressive moves halfway through last season. Bringing in Eric Weddle, absolutely crazy in everyone's mind. No, it wasn't because ultimately the Rams won the Super Bowl. If we're not aggressive, you know, we are not going to get any, we're not even going to get out of the division. We've got to make the playoffs next year. That's that, that, that's a fact. We have to make the playoffs. That is a minimum that this team should be aiming for. We are loaded with talent. And that gives me a nice little segue. When we come back from the break, we're going to talk about one of only four PFF-ranked elite players in free agency. We'll be back after this short message. College basketball fans, join the action on the court during the biggest tournament of the year with DraftKings Sportsbook. Turn your team's victory into your own big win. New customers can bet $5 on any team to win and get $200 in free bets if they do. It's that simple. If they win, you win. If Sportsbook isn't available in your state, you can still join the College Hoops action with DraftKings Pools. Everyone can play free pools all March long for a shot at a share of over $250,000 in prizes. Simply join a pool and answer questions like, who will make it to the next round? And who will hit the most three-pointers? Then track your results. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Now use promo code TPPN, bet $5 on any college hoops team and win to get $200 in free bets if they do. If they win, you win with promo code TPPN. This week at DraftKings Sportsbook, 21 plus restrictions apply. If someone you know has a gambling problem crisis, counseling and referral service can be accessed calling 1-800-GAMBLER. Welcome back to Charge Up Bolts podcast. We're talking Khalil Mack and we're talking our next big signing in the offseason, JC Jackson. How much have we needed a man of his calibre? Um, Chris Harris Jr. didn't quite work out. The thing that excites me about Jackson is that he's, he can shut out any wide receiver. Okay, he's got that. digs. Well, look, I'm sure <laughs> it, it, it's one of those things. But when we when we're when we're facing some of the talent that we've got in our division, the likes of Tyreek Hill, you know, the wideouts, the, the receiver core that that, um, that that the Raiders can, can muster, it just adds 
a little bit of, in fact, it doesn't add a little bit. It adds an enormous amount of reassurance. We, we now got Derwin James in there. We've got Sante Samuel uh, Jr. coming in uh, off his rookie season. Uh, and I think everybody will be chomping at the bit to get on the field with JC Jackson. Uh, he's going to bring an hell of a lot of experience. And do you know what? He's coming off the highest grade of his career. It's an absolutely monumental and deal. Five years, 82 and a half million, 40 million guaranteed. Bargain. But we've got to make these signings. Dan, JC Jackson, thoughts? I am pretty excited about this. Okay, so so let me just set, set this up. You look at the Chargers secondary last year and look at just, just the interceptions alone. You go Asante Samuel, two. Derwin James, two. Chris Harris Jr., one. Alohi Gilman, one. Michael Davis, one. Seven. We had seven interceptions from our secondary. The whole of the secondary. JC Jackson last year, eight. Like, <laughs> that's just that's just ridiculous. It's insane, isn't it? Uh, you, we've got we've got hard tacklers. We've got bad tacklers. We don't really have anyone who has proven themselves year in, year out to be a consistent ball hawk. And just having that extra threat deep will hopefully also alleviate some of that pressure on Bosa up front and Mac and kind of complement that situation. And mean that maybe we can get by with our kind of our okay linebackers, and I'm I'm just excited to see how it all gels together, and hopefully mm. it does all gel together. Um, Apparently, there's a rumor that he's going to wear number five. Off Josh Palmer, Jackson five. Come on, guys. Oh, for goodness' oh, sake! Whoosh. Come whoosh. on. Anyway, after what that level. really, really poor wow. joke. Yes. <laughs> Wow, I quit. I'm off. sorry, Miss Jackson. <laughs> Unbelievable. We've hit new lows. Oh, um, I, have, I have two JC Jackson points. First of all, he's on the price, he's a bargain because he is three million less than I predicted he was going to sign for. 17 million per year average is incredible good value for what is the best cornerback on the free market. But here's the big point. If I went back through the tweets and our past episodes, in November 2020, I called for the Chargers to have someone like JC Jackson on the team. That off-season in our episodes and on Twitter, I was calling for us to trade for him, to try and sign him. He was a restricted free agent with a second-round tender from the Patriots, which um, I was calling for us to to go and and get and bring him on board because he'd had a great season. Luckily, you've all joined my hype train a year and a half too late, you know, I, I, I led the charge. I called this one. Um, but no, it, it's fantastic news. The guy is young at 26 years old. Not that many people come out of the Patriots and succeed, but I think he is, the way his game is, which is, for me, the, the comparison is Marcus Peters. Aggressive, gets the ball, sometimes gets burned. But that gets you turnovers. And if you have a good Adley covering behind, those moments where he dives in for the interception and misses it can be covered up by by Adley's coverage and the way that he developed in that in last season. Um, so for me, it's it's an incredible signing. I think that it's exactly what we needed. And the good news is we didn't use that second round franchise tender to go and nick him from the Patriots last year. We used that second pick that we kept 
on Asante Samuel. So Asante Samuel replaces Chris Harris and JC Jackson becomes our quarterback one. And it lets Michael Davis Vato become a very elite cornerback two uh, and takes the pressure off him from having to cover people like Tyreek Hill. I'm, I'm excited. I'm hyped. I'm so happy. The, um, I mean, the thing with, with Jackson as well, um, I'm going to give you a hot take. He's going to pick Derek Carr four times this season. Steady. Per game? <laughs> <That'd be nice. laughs> this 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 has reminiscent. This is like reminiscent of your fifty burger predictions against the Chiefs two years ago. Oh, hang on a minute! This... That nearly came off. Look, look. Where's your hat? Get ready to eat it. What I don't need to eat my hat. That Mister Jackson's going to pick off Mister Carr four times. We're, I think we're going to see some juice. That's all I'll say. We, we have some juice, and we haven't even started talking about the uh, the, the uh, <laughs> draft yet. So, look, who who else we brought in, and who else we getting excited about? So, we're we're fixing the uh, defense. Austin Johnson comes in on a two-year, fourteen million deal. Um, are we excited? Are we neutral about this? Who's this? I'm pretty, pretty happy with it. Austin, Austin Johnson. Austin Johnson. Exactly. <laughs> no, he's he's decent against the run. We don't have anyone that's decent against the run, so I'm not going to be mad. Yeah, to be fair. <laughs> you can't not be great. mad. Look, if we'd have been sitting here right now and we hadn't signed any of the, the players that we mentioned, we'd be going, what the hell are they doing? They've just signed another wide receiver and a running back. Um, so they, they've looked. For once, our franchise seems to be looking at the picture and applying some common sense. And common sense says that we need to fix special teams. We need to help Joey Bosa up front. We need to find a player that can uh, create turnovers and interceptions. And we need to stop the run. And that's exactly what, what's happening here now. The, the the negative side to all this for me is it's a long way to September and I want to get the season started right now. And there's really, do you? Are you ready to go? I, I am. So, so did Khalil Mack in his in his press conference. He was just like, I just this is my least favorite time of year. I just want to be back in my routine. Yeah. Let me play some football. I love that attitude. I, you know, I, I don't. A, I mean, I'd be interested right to see what he actually thinks about the franchise and whether he's excited about the SoFi. Um, I think he, he's, he's not. You know, he's a veteran. He's been around uh, a few years. Um, maybe at that level, they don't really get excited about where they're going. They just want to put the the, the numbers on the back, uh, get out onto the uh, um, onto the turf and start playing football. Um, who else we got? Who else we signed? Well, Sebastian Joseph Day, which is the big signing for me. He's actually probably the biggest of the lot, even though it's not the biggest Literally. name. Yeah, literally. But he played at the Rams under Staley and was literally the key to the way Staley runs his defense. Um, he likes a, a low, not many men in the box. He doesn't want to commit too many numbers up there. And and Joseph Day allows him to do that by run stuffing. He's a massive improvement over Linval Joseph, who had a reasonable season. Um, and of course, he Austin Johnson, Joseph Day, just coming in to stop the run. Interestingly, Fixing it with those two probably means Justin Jones isn't coming back. And I thought he was exceptional last year, a big talent. And I thought he'd get paid this offseason. I haven't heard any rumours of where he's going. I just sadly don't see him coming back. I think we're going to see interior pass rush from Tillery exclusively. So there's a lot on that young man's shoulders. 
So, Sebastian Joseph Day, 27, he'll be at the start of the new season. He ranks 99th percentile in all interior defensive linemen in run-stop percentage since 2019. There you go. We don't need him to be Defensive Player of the Year. We don't need him to be the Super Bowl MVP when we get there. We need him to stop the run, and that's what he's able to do. That's why we've brought him in on a three-year, $24 million deal, $15 million guaranteed. Now, the Chargers can afford that because that's how many uh, fines Bez has paid for not wearing Chargers gear on this podcast. So <laughs> that's all covered. That's, that's Bez, Bez, you know, is a managing director. I'll write the check. Uh, of, of the International Red Cross now. He owns them. You know, he, he's got more, he's got, you know, he's had more fines than the Russians this week, Bez. Off, off You're going to sanction me next week. I'm going to sanction you if you don't wear Chargers, <laughs> my friend. But no, it, it's... Uh, it's good. We, 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 the, the the pieces are coming to play now. We're starting to see some positive vibes. Front office are not hanging around. It, you know, this this makes me wonder whether the owners have actually said to Tom Telesco, "Roll your last dice," because this could be a last. Uh, yeah, it could be. Yeah, in, in in the building. Um, Whether they've said it to him or not, he's got to realise that as well. Yeah, he's, he knows he's one of the longest tenured um, GMs in the league with very little to show for it. He's he's got to realise, hey, this is this is it. This is it. Like if we don't do this whilst the iron is hot with Herbert's contract as it is, then he's doomed. I mean, we, we've always mentioned that on this podcast that the charges are watertight in terms of information leaking out of the building. Now, it is plausible that when we made the transition from San Diego to LA, we were in the StubHub in that 3,000-seater stadium and a, and a, a three-seater sofa. It wasn't great. It might have been all about, look, just get the, get the team playing. You know, once we get established in Los Angeles and we get to that new stadium, let's start turning the wheel and let's, let's start generating some excitement by yeah, making some big signings. Well, and this is what, what I said happened. about the LA market. The Rams knew how to capture the imagination of LA by going after I mean, some big names. They've done and it trade. more. They've signed Alan Robinson today as well. They have, and I think <laughs> he replaced. I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm a massive fan. I'm a massive fan of Robinson. I, I loved him at Penn State uh, in college football. Uh, he got an amazing ring. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yes, uh, yeah, yeah. I, I, do but, you know what? I'd love to see Alan Robinson catching the football from Justin Herbert. Yeah, he's a player I've got a lot of time for. I tend to draft him in, in the last few years in my fantasy leagues. Um, but, you know, the Rams go after those big players and we finally caught up and understood what LA's about. We've hit, you know, the jackpot. We've gone for, we've gone for big names, splashy, exciting front page headlines we're getting talked about. And that is part of it, my friend. We have to do that in the LA market to, to get a track, let's get a foothold in it. Um, so I'm pleased that Telesco, one, one thing I'll say about Telesco, by the way, there's, there's a little story I want to tell you and the listeners. Um, and I think it's quite classy from what uh, what I've read. Matt Overton was our long snapper and he's he's been cut. Uh, he, sorry, he was a free agent. He's not getting re-signed. And the, he, he put onto Twitter that it was very unusual in the NFL or um, if you're getting let go, you don't tend to get a call from anyone with any seniority. Um, you hear from, you know, staff some staff um or you don't hear anything at all you just never receive an offer and off you go um matt overton said he got a phone call directly from tom Tlesco to say that he valued him 
He thought he was a fantastic guy to have around and talented, but they decided not to bring him back and he wished him well and offered references. And I thought that was classy. Um, and we replaced him with Josh Harris, uh, Pro Bowl Falcons long snapper. So another potential upgrade. I thought Overton did okay, but you know that's another move. Yeah, I mean, the, the fact that we've, we've got quality on the field, we've got quality off the field. I think we've seen a lot more now. The, 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 the rhetoric coming out of the building is it's trying to get people involved. And we're, this all nonsense about the Battle of LA, whose house is it? Yes, that is still valid because ultimately the franchise needs to sell season tickets. And while ever we're signing big money players and whatever we've got Justin Herbert, I think we will continue to do that. And the sport's changed so much. It's not anymore about just turning up and doing the tailgate and watching the game, or if you can't watch the game, listen on the radio or watch it on TV. The whole social media thing now is huge. And I think Chargers social media is absolutely phenomenal. The all-in series, you know, in my opinion, that's that's better than the, the hard knocks. And I'm a massive fan of hard knocks. But all these little things, all these tangible um, uh, benefits that we're seeing here, is it's going to create confidence and create some excitement. No longer are we the ginger stepchild sat in the corner of the room. You know, everyone's throwing pointing shade. fingers at us. Yeah, He's well, throwing shade at. <laughs> <laughs> it's all it's all positive stuff. Ultimately, it's going to boil down to what happens on, on week one and and how we perform and, and go forward from there. But with the set signs that we've seen, I mean, I don't think anyone can complain whatsoever. I think I would like to know who else was in for JC Jackson. I would like to know who else was in for Khalil Mack. I'm not talking about kicking tires I'm talking about making serious offers because um Jackson's one of those players that could walk onto any franchise in the league that that's a fact there's there's nobody there that could say well our secondary is that good you, you ain't walk into that that's that's nonsense uh and, and Khalil Mack arguably will get onto any roster in the league because of his skill set so I think it's a bit of a coup to get both of those players um it's what we do now going forward and and what we do in the draft, I think, that's going to really set us up. Bringing Mike Williams in, massive, massive plus. But I think the doubters are waiting for Williams to basically stub his toe because he's, he's got the money. He doesn't need to prove himself anymore. I think that's nonsense because I, I think I think Williams, again, could have gone to a number of teams with a uh, pass-happy quarterback. I think Williams would have been a great fit for the Bills. I think he'd have done a good job on the other side of LA or the other side of the locker room in uh, in the Rams. So I don't think that Williams playing to the level he did last season was was anything out of desperation to get another contract or, or a better contract with the Chargers. Look, for whatever reason, Brandon Staley's got the best out of him, and and, it's, and that's benefited us. And Brandon uh, Staley is so good; he doesn't just bring out the best in his players; he brings out the player best in his GM as well. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, but Bez, I, th I think you're right, mate. And and I I like to bring a bit of leadership. Being an ex army sergeant major, I like to bring a bit of leadership into the podcast yes, where we can. And I've I've uh, I've worked with people in the past 
um, or work for people. And I've actually wanted to get up in the morning and go to work and, and, and you know, be alongside them. And, and that's reverberate with them. They've actually said, look, it's, it's great having you around. And you can sort of see that with, with Telesco and, and Staley. I think there's a lot of, uh, you, you know, there's a lot of energy there between between the front office and uh, and the sidelines. And you, you need that. You are not going to be successful in any sport if there's a, a situation where the front office and the head coach is butting heads. Because you've only got to look at soccer to see outside the top three teams in the Premier League that that, that happens all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you, you know, for a time that was happening, well, it certainly happened in Jacksonville last season. It was happening in Cleveland. Um, there's, there's, there's been butting heads in, in Green Bay. It, it's not good for the franchise. Uh, and it's all well said. I don't think oh, yeah. is that kind of guy, though, is he? I don't no, know if he no, out of people. But, but, I mean, sometimes the, weak, the, the criticism is that he maybe doesn't doesn't fall out of people. So, you know, that you can probably get get away with it with, with a light touch from him. But... You know, I think I think he he likes that collaborative atmosphere. Sit down with Staley and build together for success. Because otherwise, he'd get he's he's off out the door. You might get be a bit more feisty if he's going to get the sack. It, I and, think it's very sorry. It's, it, it, keep staying with this theme. I think it's very difficult. You're managing a 53 man roster as a head coach. You're also managing your own coaching staff as well. You know, you, you've got a you're a high-level executive, you know, looking after a multi-million-dollar sports franchise. It's not going to be not going to be easy, and you no. and you can see why teams are very quick to get the like get rid of the likes of Antonio Brown. You, you mm-hmm. know, and if you this go, how many ruins a franchise? Absolutely. absolutely. You, you know, look, look at all the shenanigans that was going on in in Miami three or four years ago with, with the bullying. You know, if you look. Back to the late uh, um, um, Hernandez, Aaron Hernandez at New England. What happened there is is very disruptive. We don't generally see that coming out of the Chargers building, which is great. Uh, and now you've got a situation where Staley's coming, who, who's level level headed. He talks to everyone on an even keel. You know, he's obviously got some connection and synergy there with with Tom Telesco. And on paper, we're now starting to see the fruits of, of that labour. I mean, Dan. Right here, right now, you know, put you on the spot. If the season kicked off tomorrow, what would you say our record would be with the current roster? Current roster, um, I would like to see um, eleven wins. Uh, I, there, there's there's weaknesses. There's weaknesses for sure, and weaknesses will develop throughout the season. But we're certainly. We certainly feel like a better team than last year. Uh, to go nine and eight last year, I would like to see at least that step to eleven and six. Yeah, absolutely. The math nowadays. <laughs> yeah, Bez, what, what about you? I mean, I know it's a bit crazy to be talking about, uh, but I think right at the heat of the moment now, with with, with you know free agencies kicked off and we've, we've traded for um, Khalil Mack, I think it you know it's a good time to reflect on where we were and where we're going. So, since I've started supporting the Chargers, I've never seen us win the division. And we've never been a truly Super Bowl favourite elite team. Other teams have come and gone. Some have maintained at that level. We've never been there. We're now in that echelon. And I think that when you're in that Super Bowl hunt, 
and you're going for it with the roster we have, you can't consider losing a game. I'm not saying you don't lose a game, but you shouldn't consider losing a game because every game, a successful team can win every game. And you you might slip up a couple of times. You might ease off the gas late in the season. But I'm at the point now where I think the Chargers will compete in every single game. And somewhere between 17-0 and 0 and 14 wins is where we're going to be. I, I, I'm up in the game. 14 is my minimum floor. Yeah, I mean, it's crazy when you look at the Bengals got to the Super Bowl with, with was it 10 regular season wins? And that's that's the nature of playoff sport. Um, I would really like to see us winning north of 11 games. The record You're says so that conservative it, 11. No, no, but look, it's such a, it's such a, I, I think the NFL's so competitive. You've got such a short window. To, but statistics say, We've got to win 12 because that's generally what the Chiefs average every year. We, we've got to win 12. And look at when we went 12, um, when we went 12 and 4 in 2018, still wasn't good enough to win the division. So Mad, I want to it, win it the division bad. more than anything this season. I want to win the division. And I would like us. I, do you know what? Sod it. Five and one. That's our divisional record this season. I don't mind that, actually. I was going to say bold, but I don't think it is. I think that's reasonable. Um, I've got a question for you, Was to throw one at you. So we're at a junction now, juncture. We've made these early season moves and the draft is on the horizon. What key free agent moves do you want to see between now and the second week of April? To be honest, mate... I think the free agent moves that that, that have happened uh, that that I would like to see um, have, have gone. They've ticked uh, your boxes. I like that. Not just what? No, no. I wasn't necessarily saying that we're you know the options are off the table. The, the options mean? are off the table. Absolutely. So uh, uh, Chandler Jones, you've already mentioned. I think what the the, the Vegas are paying a little bit too much for him uh, at fifty one million, but mm-hmm. I would like to have seen him coming. But, you, you know, at the end of the day, he's gone. Devontae Adams? <laughs> wouldn't, wouldn't have minded. Wouldn't wouldn't have cried if he'd been signed. He was never you know, getting out of Green Bay. You've got um, tight end, Mo Ali Cox. I think I'd have maybe liked to have a swing and a, a hit at him because... Yeah, he had a um, good season last year. Yeah, he, he had a good season. So, so that's gone. Uh, I mean... You know, God help us, there was Desmond King out there if we didn't get J.C. Jackson. I think mean, hey, that... Uh, Casey Hayward's gone to Atlanta now. Well, yeah, you know, um, exactly. Pick up so For a failing franchise. <laughs> Devontae Adams, clearly massive. They've franchise tagged him, you know, 20-odd million, whatever he's got for that one year. But I think, I think everything that's been done can be done in free agency. Now people will always argue that there's 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 a fringe player here and there, but you know, um who was the other guy that went for massive books? Uh Demarcus Lawrence. Von Miller. Von Miller. Oh jeez, so- that Von Miller contract is so such an overpay to the Bills. I mean, don't get me wrong, that that defense is gonna be incredible, but that is an overpay, my God. Yeah, but the thing the thing is with the Bills, I think 
126 million, 120, uh, sorry, six years, 120 million. Yeah, it's crazy. But six million, 120 years, Jesus. Yeah, 120 years. That is an old, he's older than Tom Brady now. <laughs> <laughs> Tom Brady is still going. Yeah, he will be. Sold I think, I think we, we've just spoken about the charges needing to generate some interest, you know, through free agency signings, uh, build on the players that we've got through social media and the interaction with the fans. I think the Bills have tried to make a statement by saying, look, we are going to challenge for the AFC this year. Uh, and, and Von Miller, wherever he's been, um, you know, he's is, is, is done some great things. Uh, he's, he's arguably one of my favourite non-chargers uh, of any active player right now in the NFL. Um, so I'm I'm up on the Bills. I mean, I've got a bit of a soft spot for them anyway. I've got a buddy that lives up in Upper State, yeah. New York. But I think they're everyone's soft spot. It, it is a lot of lot of cash, you know. But if he if he plays the level that he can, but it also makes you wonder why the Rams weren't interested in in bringing him back. Maybe it's like they just weren't going to afford no. him that they need. They said him, that yeah. he was one of their top three that they wanted to bring back after what Note Boom, um, their their center, who I'm blanking. I mean, look, it, and then Von Miller, and they haven't got Von Miller, so they've him. moved on and they've gone and got Alan Robinson. It goes to show you what I said. Good pass rusher. Yeah. <laughs> I, I always, I always, one thing I always think about with a draft is what's going through the player's mind. It's like, mm, I can either be playing in November in the nice warm climes of mm-hmm. Southern California, or I could be freezing my ass off in, with a successful in Buffalo, franchise. Yeah. <laughs> or, or, or New England. Um, clearly, Von Miller's not bothered about where he's going. Um, or is the state in LA in the nice warm climes? Uh, you, you know, he, legacy he's, he's hunting there now, isn't he? Well, is that I'll tell you what, if he if he gets his third Super Bowl ring, yeah, he's I, got wouldn't, it. I wouldn't I wouldn't put it past him. I just Josh Allen for me, he's not a Herbert, is he? I like him, don't I get like me wrong, him I, like I like him, him but he's not quite uh, oh, I, I've got a hot take for you, but I've got one, one more before well, I go. There is a quarterback. Is he? Is he on the market? Baker Mayfield. I'm <laughs> joking. We've just re-signed Chase Daniel. So yeah. Well, it doesn't that's, matter, that's, does it? Could, let's be honest. You could re-sign. You could sign me as the backup quarterback. I ain't ever going to get a game. Herbert's going to play every single game now until he's ninety-two. Um, <laughs> it'll, it'll, it'll break Tom Brady's uh, retirement record by a year. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'd like I've got to see a couple Chase of Daniel. names, but yeah, you go. Yeah, go on. No, go on, no, 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 go crack on, crack on. Um, I'd like, like now that um, we've got a couple of guys in, we're starting to get back to our former players. Uh, I want to see us bring back Kaiser White. Definitely um, agree. We've oh, like Noyce has already gone to Seattle, um, but yeah, go on, bring Kaiser White back, and then we could do with a relatively dependable backup to Eckler, um, just someone who's kicked around the league for a little bit. Um, and yeah, was a former charger. I'm saying let's bring back Melvin Gordon as Eckler's number two, specifically as his number two. Literally, make it very clear to him that you Sorry, are not got, uh, the I guy. Got, I've got I love how you're wearing a sticker. Headset. He's got a Melvin Gordon sticker on. I love that. I've got, like, I, no, hang on, I've got I've got interference again. Hang on, guys. Hang on. <laughs> do you know what? I think it's a good shout. I like. I really like it. I do. He, really like he, it. he didn't exactly set the world alight in um, Denver, but he's out there. He's he, he's at that point in his career where he could be a rotational guy at number two, a bit of a change of pace. 
He's different to Ekela. Um, he wouldn't cost an arm and a leg. And hey, why not? I'm on board <laughs> that train, Dan. Bring, bring him back. I, listen, it is what bring I Bring him back and then cut Jordan. him. No, no. I, I <laughs> no, that's good. That's, I've got something even worse. Melvin, I will fly you back to LA. I will give you your old number back. Guaranteed $500,000 for next season. How's about that? <laughs> he's already pissed off with this for being cheapskates. So he's going to be livid. <laughs> he, he's going to be on player next week. Look, so let's not abuse you, the guy. You, you joke about what we're doing in, in free agency. Look up and down the league. You know what the Falcons have done? They've signed Casey Haywood, a two-year, 11 million deal. That That is it. That's their... So anybody recording a Falcons podcast right now, it's like, uh, yeah, uh, three minutes in, right, see you next week. Oh, yeah, the UK Falcons Twitter is lively. They are livid. They are furious. I've just seen seen Rich Eisen's top five quarterbacks in the AFC ranked. Go on. Mahomes Mahomes and Allen, Allen. one and two, but he says they're interchangeable. Um, Oh, shit. Number three, Joe Burrow. Oh, get out. You know, oh, then number four, Herbert. Number five, Lamar. No, no, switch on his head. You know what he's done there? He's got five names. He's put in a bingo, bingo ball machine and he's plucked them out of his ass. Yeah. So, so I'm... Heisen, though, anyway. <laughs> he runs. I, know, I want to know he runs. Right, come on, guys. It's, uh, there's a big, big debate going on on Twitter and I want your take on this because I have one. I'm going to give you it. It's a big, ultimately nuts on the line prediction. So we're talking about what position, I know we're getting ahead of ourselves, but talking about what position we're going to take in the draft. And there was a lot of, a lot of charges are getting giddy saying that we're going to go wide receiver, which I disagree with because we already have, exactly. We've got Palmer, we've got Guyton's coming back. I know people want that fast athletic guy. It's not going to happen. There are people saying we need the right tackle to replace Storm Norton and Pipkins and get him starting on the right side, which I'm all for. I get that. I do. But I think there are names we could probably sign. No one, no one is talking about the biggest position of need for the Chargers, which is linebacker. In Staley's defence, we tend that he's not heavy on linebacker. It's it's about getting pressure, getting the D-line. Um, we've lost Kaiser White, who Dan wants to bring back. We're relying on Murray finding form he's never shown before. And Drew Tranquil coming back from a season-ending injury and hasn't played for months upon months. Is that the kind of thing a Super Bowl team does? I don't think it is. I think it's really, really puts the puts the franchise in a vulnerable position to be going into the season with that low. And then Amen is our third linebacker and Nick Knight Neiman. And I just think that's a terrible quartet to be going into the season with. And I am making the prediction now... We won't get Kaiser White because he will get too much money somewhere else. And I think our first round pick will be a linebacker. So that is my bold prediction. You know, do you guys agree that we need to address linebacker, or are you guys happy that we've got Tranquil and we've got Murray, and you think that's done and dusted? Am I am I being ridiculous here, Dan? No, no. We, I do not appreciate our linebacker core. That's why I mentioned um, bringing back. Mm-hmm. I really hope we do. I, I don't. I I don't know if I would rank it higher than the right side of the O line, but I wouldn't be at this point. I wouldn't be disappointed if we went either direction there. Um, I think I'd lean towards the O line because I think 
a lot of things lately has come down to the strength of the O-line and the strength of the D-line. Uh, you just look at the way the Super Bowl unfolded with lots of uh, just stuffing uh, either side. That sounds wrong phrasing, but um, I, I think we, we need bodies up front um, rather than in the middle. Um, I think you can make up for a below average linebacker core with a dominant front and a dominant secondary. And hopefully we're addressing those with the moves we've made. Um, I don't think you'll ever have a complete defense. So I don't think the linebacker will be the top like thing they'll be looking at but i wouldn't be against it because we're yeah we're short-staffed there um and i just i hope the kenneth murray experiment is kind of done or he's incredible one of the two yeah yeah oh, way, if he if he's amazing yeah cool Fair play to the guy. yeah <laughs> if he just wants to be really good for for once that'd canine be nice. my ass yeah <laughs> Was linebacker? I had all my draft strategy absolutely nailed down until we signed Khalil Mack, but I'm saying no. I am going to say that fourth and Telesco is going to roll the dice. Quarterback. No, he's going he's gonna, to he's gonna, he's gonna trade up and he's going to steal one of two positions, an elite edge rusher. Now, if you go to charge.bolts.com, you'll see my mock drafts one, two, and three. Um, or he's going to take a tackle because the right-hand side of our offensive line needs fixing. And in my book, that is more important than fixing D because we need to keep Justin Herbert on his feet. Can't afford to start playing like Joe Burrow and getting him killed. That's that's a fact. Herbert is like hen's teeth. They're rare. People like him don't come along very often. All right? Fixing the right-hand side of the offensive line is the priority. That is it. Period. The only way I see us not doing that in the first round is if the likes of Cross, Charles Cross, are not there to do it. You know, it's, we're not we're not going to take a player for the sake of it, like what I believe the Raiders did with Alex Leatherwood. All right, they got the they got the scraps off the shelf. They went right. We need to fix the offensive line. We'll draft him. Didn't work out in the rookie season. That's why I think we we go with um, an offensive tackle. Um, I was adamant that we were going to draft up uh, and, and and take two first round picks, take an edge rusher and um, an offensive tackle, bringing in Khalil Mack takes that pressure off a little bit, but it's still conceivable that's what we'll do. Being aggressive can win you championships. And uh, your point about the linebacker, uh, Bez, is absolutely valid. But while you've got a gaping hole at right tackle, I think that's a priority. Well, I don't disagree with you, but we're going to have to fix both positions somehow. Both, <laughs> it's a problem. I, you know, I, I'd rather have Storm Norton starting and, and 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 a new linebacker in the first round. Most people disagree with me, but that is my hot take, and I'm willing to say we're going to draft a linebacker. That I will eat a hat if we don't. I've called it. You've Which got no, one? You've got no hats linebacker. left to eat, Bez. 
That's why I keep getting these fines. I've eaten them all. I've eaten them all. They're gone. So, JC Jackson, Khalil Mack and the rest are all in. We've not finished yet. We've got the draft to come. The free agency market is still open. Let's see if we can bring Kaiser White back. I think Daniel might be right. I think obviously really, really good season last year. I think there might be one or two uh, franchises sniffing around. Do you know what? It's going to sound absolutely crazy. I would be surprised to see the Raiders coming in for him. Might be. Just like a screwdriver in the back. Oh, yeah, we'll, we'll take one of your best players. It's all right. <laughs> I, I just, I don't know. I just have this strange feeling that if he's not going to be wearing the powder blues next year, he could be wearing that that black and silver horrible uniform yeah. thing. Ugh. Playing that big Hoover thing, the Roomba. <laughs> Any final points, guys? No, it's exciting. Nah. Exciting. When won't well, draft 28th of April, is it? Birthday time. Yeah, it's my birthday next month. I'm nearly as old as Tom Brady. <clears throat> got half of it got half of his money. <laughs> <laughs> In, interestingly, before we go, um charges were 28 to 1 to win the Super Bowl. I've just checked now, people are offering odds of as low as 14 to 1. So All right, so that is excellent value. So, uh, um, yeah, just means if you bet ten pounds, you're going to lose ten pounds. Lose 10 pounds yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow! All right, guys, thank you for tuning into episode seventy four of the Charged Up Bolts podcast. We got loads of content coming up. Um, check out Bears as quarterback takes uh, from free agency. Bears, I believe you're going to be on the Charger Chat podcast this week. Uh, vice versa, we're gonna we're gonna host them, uh, host the lightning round, uh, and uh, talk about the draft. Exciting cool. times! I might have to get involved in that. Um, that's great. All right, guys, don't forget to check us out. Charged up pod on Twitter. Charged up underscore bolts. I'm your host, John Walls Junior at Endzone eighty five. Where can we find you, Dan? I'm at UKLA Chargers. Um, so yeah, I neglect that account more than I should. So just. Ping, ping things at me and I will I will get involved. <laughs> where, where are you, Bez? Well, I'm at Bez, the Spaniard, but seeing as I only talk about Sheffield Wednesday there, you might as well follow at charged.pod because that's where I do most of my ramblings. Oh, one final, final point. The Packers are coming to England. Whoopie-doo. And on that note, see you next week. See you next week. Well up. Well up.